0: Turn with me, please, this evening to 1 Corinthians, the 12th chapter. We began a couple of weeks ago talking about being hungry for the Holy Spirit and being hungry for the things of the Spirit. And I think we're on the right track. I believe it's of the Lord that we be on this and that we think about this and feed on this. And our faith grow in this and that we just get stirred up about the Holy Spirit and the gifts of the Spirit. First Corinthians 12 verse 31. He said, but covet earnestly the best or the uh, Greek there, another word is greater gifts and yet show I unto you a more excellent Way. The good news says, set your hearts then on the more important gifts or the greater gifts. The weast says, be constantly zealous after the greater spiritual gifts, and yet I point out a super excellent way. (laughs) What is the super excellent way? The love way. That's another way of saying the God way. Because God is love. Usually when you see the word covet, which has to do with the idea of strongly desiring something, usually in the Bible when you see the word covet, it's talking about coveting something you shouldn't be and negatively telling you don't covet. Like for instance, you know, even back in the law, it said don't covet your neighbor's wife or your neighbor's donkey or your neighbor's house. Or anything that your neighbors. Well, how many stand love would be if they've got a wonderful wife, love would be glad that they have a wonderful wife. If they got a great house, love would be glad they've got it, and not just wish I had it. That's selfishness. God is love. And the New Testament, the Christian commandment is the commandment of love that we love one another as he has loved us. How has he loved us? He loved us so much that he laid down his life for us. And he loves us so much that he ever lives to make intercession for us. He has laid down his life and he continues to give, give, give. The greatest expression of love is giving. Say that out loud. The greatest expression of love is giving. So how can you tell somebody that really is a Christian? They're a giver. We're not just talking about money now. We're talking about all things. They're givers. How can you tell somebody that's really keeping the love command? Is it true that giving is the greatest expression of love? Is it? The Lord spoke that to me years ago in a time of waiting on him. And when I first heard it, I thought, is that right? That's saying a lot. The greatest expression of love. And while I was pondering it, it came to my remembrance with force. For God so loved the world that he gave. (laughs) So I didn't question it anymore, obviously. The greatest expression of love is giving. So people who are strong Christians and really walking with God and really obeying the command are continual givers. They're sowers. On the other hand, you got a whole world full of takers. They want something from you. They're much more interested in what you can do for me and what you're going to do for me. And they stay upset about half the time or more about what somebody didn't do for them. Huh? They didn't call me. They didn't check on me. They didn't give me time. Hmm? They didn't give me place. I wanted them to sit down and let me explain my idea to them. <laughs> but they didn't do it. Well, see, you think they owe you something. Are you listening now? I'm going to understand the world is full of people that think everybody owes them That's right. their time, their consideration. And it's not for us to judge anybody else, but you keep a watch on yourself. And when you begin to get perturbed, you begin to get upset, you begin to get hurt or angry about something somebody didn't do for you, you're wrong. That includes your husband, it includes your wife, it includes mom and daddy, kids. Are y'all with me now? What if you're really growing up in God? What if you're really keeping the love command? You're You're a giver. Instead of wanting something from somebody, you're ready to give them something. Let me help you. What can I do? And you're not thinking, what am I going to get out of this? Now, I'll scratch your back if you reciprocate. (laughs) Yeah, we'll do this. And you know, (laughs) the world is full of this. And there's far too much of this in Christian circles. Well, we'll sow into your project if you'll put our name on it. If you'll give us some PR, (laughs) you know, if you'll put an ad in the paper and let everybody know we did it, right? I mean, you know what I'm talking about? Is that sewing? No, that's trying to buy something. That's trying to buy some exposure. That's why the whole advertising world exists. That's why they make tons of money. Getting somebody's name or message or idea out there. And so that kind of undercurrent is happening all the time. Well, yeah, we'll do this. And then they turn around, right around and ask you for something. Well, no, if something's a gift, you don't ask for anything in return. (laughs) Let me go on with this. If you get all upset and go, I've been there for you. I was there when this happened, and I did this, and this is the least you can do for me. Watch out, watch out. Then that means all these things you're talking about, you didn't give to them. You didn't give it to them. It was a trade. You did something, and now you want something in return. You want your pay. If it was a gift, you ask for nothing in return. Now you're expecting, if you're a sower, you're expecting harvest from God. Come on now, you're expecting a blessing. If you did something good for somebody, you are expecting a return. You are expecting a harvest, but your eyes must not be on them. It doesn't have to come through them at all. And if you're really a giver and really a sower, then in your mind, they owe you nothing. Right. Yeah, but you did all that for them. So? I didn't do it, hoping they'd do something back. Now, I'm paraphrasing things that Jesus said. Didn't he say talk about giving to people, hoping for nothing in return? Didn't he talk about that? This is the love law and the love way. If you really give, there can be no strings. And you don't bring it up and say, hey, now I did this for you. So you're supposed to do this for me. Then it wasn't a gift. You really didn't give them anything. You're trying to buy something. You're trying to trade for something. And you want your pay. It can be as simple as this. Somebody says, you know, hand me that pencil. Hand me that water. And they hand it to you and hold on to the other end. <laughs> And go, isn't there something you want to say? (laughs) Oh, oh, thank you. Thank you. They want acknowledgement. They want something. It's not okay. That means you're not a giver. You want something. You want acknowledgement. You want verbal appreciation. You want something in return. Somebody said out loud, by, I don't care how you've been in the past, by faith said out loud, I'm a giver. I'm a giver. I love to give. I live to give. I live to give. No, strings. no strings. Asking nothing in return. Nothing in return. I'm, a giver. I'm a giver. That's the more excellent way that he goes on into the 13th chapter talking about. To covet Means to have fervency and warmth of feeling for desire. Do we fervently, earnestly desire the gifts of the Spirit? Well, you can hear the thunderous response. <laughs> and it's not, I'm not trying to work you up. This is just our state. This really is where the church is at. Does the church hunger and desire for the gifts of the Spirit? No. No. They don't. We're not to judge any other group or anybody else, but how about us? Well, that's why we're talking about it. That's why faith comes by hearing, right? And hearing by the Word of God. So could we just at this point decide, yes, I want to be hungry. Yes. Right? I'm willing to desire, and what's going to cause us to desire and hunger more? Well, it's just like anything else. I mean, you weren't desirous of that new car until you found out that it was out. And then, oh, they just made it, and then you found out, you know, uh, I was looking at one the other day, kind of stirred me up. I mean, this thing's fast. This thing will send your eyebrows. I mean this. <laughs> and I, did, I didn't know that they had that out. I got to look at it and I thought, wow. And so the more I looked, the more I thought, yeah, I'd kind of like to have that. And, but hadn't even been desiring it at all until I saw it. Well, why don't people desire the gifts of the Spirit? Don't know about them? Don't hear about them? How many understand in many, 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 many churches... The Holy Spirit is not talked about. And supernatural gifts of the Spirit aren't even believed in. So they're certainly not preached and talked about. And as a result, people do not desire them. They're not hungry for them. But we're getting hungrier. If the Bible tells you to covet something earnestly, what should you do? Then we should covet earnestly, more than any natural thing. It's okay to sow seed for a house and claim a house, but you don't want to have house on the brain, or car on the brain, or jewelry on the brain, or clothes. What do you you know what I mean by jewelry on the brain? What does that mean? You think about it all the time. That's not okay. Set your affection on things above, not on things beneath. I don't care how nice a car it is, how nice of a house it is. In a few more days, it's just going to be ashes. Nothing. You can't take any of it with you. It's only to be used for a real short time, and it really doesn't matter that much. Not in the big picture of things. But these things last forever. Because these things affect people's lives, including your own. So skip down to the fourteenth uh, chapter. Let's go. For, we begin on this last uh, week, but let's go further into it. The fourteenth chapter and the 39th ninth verse. Wherefore, brethren, covet. There it is again. Covet to what? Hmm. Were you thinking that today? Were you thinking, man? I like to prophesy. Mmm, I want to prophesy. (laughs) Uh -uh. (laughs) Uh-uh. Who's this scripture to? Covet to prophesy. Is it just written to preachers? Is it just written to a few super spiritual people? No. No. In fact, we're going to read in a few more minutes in this same chapter. He said, you may all prophesy. Most of the church doesn't believe that or even know what it is or what he means. And you can see why he starts off this 12th chapter, First Corinthians, by saying, I would not have you ignorant concerning spiritual gifts. Why would he say that? Because he knew. He knew what was coming. And that is the current state of so much of the church world. Just great or sometimes complete ignorance of this but that's being corrected with faith life church right we are thinking about it we are looking at it and we're going to keep on looking at it until we get hungry and we actually desire these things we desire covet more than we ever wanted any car or house or natural thing we desire the manifestation Of the Spirit of God. We desire these things. And here he says specifically, he said, covet earnestly the greater gifts. And here he says, covet to prophesy. Are you supposed to be coveting to prophesy? Well, I'm not a prophet. He didn't say you had to be. Prophesying doesn't make you a prophet. And a lot of folk just don't know what it is. We're going to talk about it as we go. But if the Bible says you ought to covet it, would you just take that by faith and say this is something I ought to be coveting? What's something you ought to be coveting? Prophesying. 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 Can you tell what a long road we got ahead of us here? Can you sense it? And see, we call ourselves a Holy Ghost Church. (laughs) And here's where we are. Where does that leave folk that don't even believe in the Holy Spirit? Well, we claim to be word people. We claim to be Bible people. So let's lay hold of this. How many understand this is the New Testament? This is right smack in the middle of the New Testament. And if the Lord told us through the Holy Spirit, you ought to covet these. Covet them earnestly. Then that's what we ought to be doing. Coveting, He said, covet to prophesy and forbid not to speak with tongues. Don't say you can't talk in tongues. Well, a lot of churches ought to read that, had not they? <laughs> Verse 40, just let all things be done decently and in order. Now that alone tells you we have a lot to do with it. Because if it was all the Holy Spirit, you don't have to tell Him to do it right. Prophes- he's talking about two things specifically prophesying and talking in tongues. And that's what this whole chapter is devoted to. We got a whole chapter in the New Testament instructing about talking in tongues and prophesying. It must be important. Mustn't it? A whole chapter in the New Testament. Read it. If you doubt it, read it for yourself. And see, the whole thing is talking about speaking in tongues and prophesying. And that's how he ends up by saying, covet to prophesy. And don't forbid to speak in tongues, but let it all be done decently, or one translation says properly, and in order. Well, we must have a lot to do with speaking in tongues and prophesying. Because if it was all Holy Ghost, you certainly wouldn't have to tell him to do it decently and in order. (laughs) The Holy Ghost is always perfect. But he manifests through us. And we might make a mistake. Why do we need a whole chapter of instructions on something that the Holy Ghost does? The Holy Spirit doesn't need instructions. But we do, because there's a human side to the gifts of the Spirit. And even though the Spirit of God is legitimately moving, we could mess it up. We could sense something right, but yield and try to act on it wrong. The Spirit of God could be given us something, and we can jump to a wrong conclusion about what it means. Or what it is. That's why we need to use our phraseology according to the Bible. Even when you're talking about, you know, what the Lord said. People say, well, the Lord told me this. Well, now, that's a strong way to say it. And it can be that that's how it was. But a lot of times, looking back over the whole thing, it turned out it was obvious it wasn't the Lord. So the Lord wasn't wrong. Huh? If he told you something, it was right. And if he told you something was going to happen, then that's what's going to happen. But see, people can make mistakes. They can sense something and in their own mind decide what that means. Or they can sense something and jump to conclusions. About what that's going to mean and how that's going to work out. So a lot of times we need to say it like this. I sense this. Yeah. Well what the Lord say? I wouldn't say that he said that. I sense this. What does that mean? And many times you need to say I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> what does that mean? You need to say I don't know what that means. But I sense this. And yet there can be something come so strong, for instance, through the prophet's ministry, that he should say, thus saith the Lord. This is what the Holy Ghost said. This is not what I think he said. He said this. And yet that's a very strong statement, isn't it? You don't hear me say that all the time or every day or every service. And yet there's times you've heard me say it. And in all of our lives, that's the way it is. Well, we've got a lot to learn, don't we? Are you interested in learning about it? Are you hungry about this? We're supposed to be spiritual people. Spirit, not just mental people, not just natural people, spiritual people. And it's not supposed to be weird and strange. We're supposed to live like this. It's just supposed to be our normal way of life. Covet, he said to prophesy and forbid not to speak with tongues. Let all things be done decently and in order. Now let's go back to chapter 12, 1 Corinthians 12, and read in verse 1. Now concerning spirituals or spiritual gifts, brethren, I would not have you Ignorant. You know that you were Gentiles carried away into these dumb idols even as you were led. Wherefore, I give you to understand that no man speaking by the Spirit of God calls Jesus accursed and that no man can say that Jesus is the Lord but by the Holy Ghost. He's talking about speaking by inspiration. Anybody can say off the top of their head, Jesus is Lord. People don't even believe in God could say that. You can find somebody drunk on the street and say, I'll give you $100 if you'll say Jesus is Lord. Well, they might slur it and they might use profanity before it and after it. And that don't mean they were speaking by the Holy Spirit. He's talking specifically, and you read this in the 14th chapter with it, and you see very obviously, he's talking about speaking by inspiration. And the speaking by inspiration includes speaking in tongues and interpretation of tongues. And prophecy. Now we're about to read the nine gifts or manifestations of the Spirit that are listed in 1 Corinthians 12. And you'll see that they fall logically into three groups of three. Three of these say something. Three of these do something. Powers manifested. And three of these reveal something. Revelation comes through. And we're talking about the three that say something. In fact, through three of these, God reveals things that he knows and sees. Through three of these, God manifests his power. He does things through three of these. And through three of these, God speaks. God speaks. Somebody say glory to God. Glory to God. Is it desirable to hear God speak? Should it be coveted that God would reveal something He knows to us? Something He sees? Should it be coveted? Manifestations of what God can do with His power and ability? We should covet these things above what? Should be high on our list. He said... Don't be ignorant about these things. And he begins to teach. And he says in verse 4, there are diversities of gifts, but the same spirit. There are differences of administrations, or the margin says ministries, but the same Lord. There are diversities of operation, but it is the same God which works all in all. You see a lot of threes here, don't you? Huh? The Father, the Lord, the Holy Spirit, and then three groups of three. He said, the manifestation, verse 7, of the Spirit is given to who? Who can expect to have these things? The manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit with all. Now this is something we need to get our mind renewed. Because a lot of people believe that, you know... Some people believe that these supernatural things just don't happen anymore, period. And then other people, a lot of people believe that they might happen through some special men and women of God. You know, usually ministers. They might happen through Oral Roberts. They might happen through Benny Hinn. They might happen through this one or that one. They might happen. But the Bible says... Come on now. Every man, the Spirit of God does what? Read it with me. The manifestation, read it out loud with me. The manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit with all. People say, well, I'm not a preacher. What's that got to do with it? This is not just preacher equipment. Well, I don't claim to be a great prayer or great, so. What's that got to do with it? See, so we've thought wrong. Yes, sir. I said we've thought wrong. Yes. Every believer, every Christian, is to have some of these manifestations yeah. in their life. Yeah. It's true or no? Yes. Somebody say, every man, every man. includes me. I can, I can have these manifestations, these manifestations in my life, in my life. And, I them. and i desire them now the holy ghost goes and manifests himself where he's desired where he's respected the more he's respected the more he manifests himself and I, that's one reason i'm a preaching tonight i'm believing that faith life church family Is going to be one of the most respectful to the Holy Spirit, one of the most hungry for him and desirous that when he thinks about us, he smiles. (laughs) Come on, if I got anybody with me tonight, when he thinks about the faith life bunch, the faith life family, he smiles and goes, oh, they're easy to work with. Oh, yeah, they love me. They respect me. They want me. They're not afraid of me. They're hungry for me. They desire me. They want me to speak. They want me to reveal. They want me to do. They want me to move. And if we really do, he will. He's already done some things. He's already doing some things. But it's just the tip of the iceberg of what it's his will to do. He begins to mention them one by one. Verse 8. To one is given by the Spirit the word of wisdom. Say, I desire the word of wisdom. I covet the word of wisdom. I don't even know what it is. Well, you know, if the Bible said it's good and coveted it, that ought to be enough for you. And if you'll keep coming, you'll find out. But how many understand, if it's of God, if it's the Holy Ghost, you want it. You want it. Didn't say the word of dumbness. The word of what? Amen. Wisdom. You know that's good. You wouldn't have to know much about it to know it's good. Amen. To another, the word of? Knowledge. Not ignorance. The word of? Knowledge. knowledge. And it's by the same Spirit. To another, faith. By the same Spirit. Now this is something different than faith that comes by hearing the Word. This is something beyond. To another, The gifts of healing by the same Spirit. To another, the working of miracles. To another, prophecy. To another, discerning of spirits. To another, divers kinds of tongues. To another, the interpretation of tongues. But all these worketh that one in the self same spirit, dividing to every man severally or individually as he will. There he said it again, every man. Every man. Are you one of every man? Huh? Do you have a right to these things in your life? Now, When people do see that and they begin to say, Yeah, I believe that, a whole lot of folk, though, start trying to water these things down to something they can relate to that they think they already have. Oh, yeah, wisdom. God gives you wisdom. That's not what it said. Word of wisdom. Well, yeah, God gives you discernment. That's not what it said. I have the gift of discernment. Bible didn't say that. Discerning of spirits. We can believe for a miracle. That's not what it said. It's the working of miracles. It is a specific way that the Holy Spirit moves supernaturally in the church. None of these are natural. They're all supernatural. You can't get the word of knowledge by going to college. Hmm? Well, I've studied and studied and, and i got several degrees. Obviously, God gave me the gift of knowledge. That's not what it said. It doesn't talk about a gift of knowledge. It's the word of knowledge. But because people don't know them and they're ignorant of them, they try to relegate everything to something natural that they can understand. Speaking in tongues is supernatural. Prophesying is Supernatural. Word of knowledge, word of wisdom, discerning of spirits. If one of them is supernatural, all of them supernatural. Do you desire them? Say it out loud, I desire. I greatly desire. desire. The word of wisdom. wisdom. I greatly desire. desire. The word of knowledge. knowledge. I greatly desire. desire. Faith. Faith. I greatly desire. desire. Gifts of healings. I greatly desire working of miracles. I greatly desire discerning of spirits. I greatly desire different kinds of tongues and interpretation of tongues. I greatly desire prophecy. We want to get to the place where we're fervent in our desire. We think about it night and day. We're hungry, looking for it, expecting it, believing, and yielding. Now, uh, in this 12th chapter, he goes on talking about the gifts of the Spirit and the body of Christ, because that's where they manifest. But then in the uh, 14th chapter, like we said before, this entire chapter is devoted to speaking in tongues. Now if some people would try to tell us that tongues were only for a few days, as recorded in the book of Acts, for the so-called early church, and that all that's passed away, why in the world would the Lord put a whole chapter in the New Testament of instructions to the church for something that was only going to last for a few days and didn't even apply to us? Are we really to take this whole chapter out of the New Testament and say, well, you know, that's really not for us today. An entire chapter in the New Testament. How am understand if this one falls, which one's coming next? <laughs> hmm? You say, well, you know, you don't even have to read that because, you know, they talked in tongues in the early days and the apostles had that. And they needed some instruction. But that was just a sign that God was doing right then. And that's all passed away. And that's all ceased. So in other words, just ignore the 14th chapter of 1 Corinthians. No. I said no, 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 no. Speaking in tongues was for them. And speaking in tongues is for us. It's for us. It's for us. And Faith Life Church is going to be one of the speaking in tonguesest bunch <laughs> you ever saw. Amen. Oh, Brother Keith, you're liable to run some people off like that. I hope not. I hope you come join us. So can we come if we don't speak in tongues? Certainly, certainly. But you'll be missing out. But I'm not going to hide it. I'm not going to hide it for fear that I might offend somebody. No. Y'all talk in tongues? Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Every day. Talk in tongues a lot? A lot. A lot. I mean, we just talk in tongues all the time. We are tongue talkers. (laughs) And make no apology for it. Now, brother Keith, that's, it ain't for everybody. It is for everybody. Yes, sir. It certainly is. Well, I don't believe it that way. Well, I'm sorry, but I believe I can prove it to you from the Bible numerous ways. Yes, sir. And don't misunderstand me.'t if you say, well, I don't talk in tongues and it makes me uncomfortable. Well, I'm sorry, but I'm on this side of it. I was a Christian for years. Who did not speak in tongues. Can you be saved and not speak in tongues? Certainly. You're not a candidate to be filled. Until you are. But now of course it can happen in a split second. Both. <laughs> you can be saved and filled. Faster than you can blink your eyes. But certainly. You can be saved. And go to heaven and love God. And never speak in tongues. Certainly. Well some folk don't say so. Well I'm sorry. But you can. If you're born again. You can be born again, not speak in tongues. Certainly, millions are. And I was someone who was born again, knew God, loved God, but didn't speak in tongues for years. But then I did. I got filled with the Spirit, spoke in tongues, and have spoken in tongues now for many more years. And so since I have experience in both areas, I'm qualified to say, If you've only had experience in one area, not speaking, you don't know. You're not qualified to say anything about it. Right? Are you all with me? And how many else with me in here would testify that speaking in tongues with, uh, you know, or being a Christian, I should say, with speaking in tongues is better. Better? Much better. Much better. I mean, that's an understatement. Much better. Hold your place in 1 Corinthians 14 there. Go to Acts, the second chapter. And let's look back at where this thing started. Are you in Acts, the second chapter? Anybody know what happened as recorded in Acts 2? Do you believe it happened just like it's written right here? Huh? Jesus has gone to the cross. He has paid the price. It was awful. He was in the heart of the earth three days and three nights. He rose from the dead. Glory to God. He spoke to his disciples. He ascended on high out of their sight. And the angel said, just like you see him going, that's how he's going to come. How many believe it just like that? He, how many believe he was literally dead? Was he? Was Jesus physically and literally dead? Did he physically and literally and spiritually, every other way, raise from the dead? Is he alive right now? Is it true that nobody will ever find Jesus' bones? Because they're not here, they're not on the planet. They're with him. Where's Jesus' bones? In his body. Didn't He say after He had raised from the dead? What did He say? Touch me. This is after He was crucified. After He was cold and dead in the grave. He told him, touch me. A spirit does not have flesh and bone like you see me. Notice He didn't say flesh and blood. Why? Because His blood is on the mercy seat. Where it has bought you and paid for you and redeemed you. So what's flowing in his veins? God. Spirit. Same thing is going to be flowing in your veins. Yes, sir. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. The life of the flesh is in the blood. Right? The life of our flesh has been contaminated and corrupted. Our blood has been contaminated and corrupted through the curse and through the sin and through the fall. But soon and very soon. This corruptible is going to put on incorruptible. Hallelujah. This mortal is going to put on immortal. What's going to happen to our blood? I don't know. But it's not going to be the same. We're going to be changed in a moment. In the twinkling of an eye. Never again subject to aging or death or decay or any kind of weakness. Means you'll never have a headache forever. You'll never get a new wrinkle. Ever. Glory to God. Ever. You will never have a off day. For eternity. You will never feel a little bit weak or off. Praise ever God. again. Because you won't be mortal anymore. Hallelujah. Immortal. I say you really believe all that? Really. Really do. Jesus has raised from the dead. He told them to tarry in the city of Jerusalem till they be endued with power from on high. So that's exactly what they were doing. They were staying there a praying and awaiting on God just like He told them to do. And Acts 2 verse 1 says, And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of like a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. Who's in the house? Huh? The Holy Spirit is in the house. Manifested. Somebody say, what an entrance. And there it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared to them cloven tongues. 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 Tongues of fire. And what's about to happen to their tongues? Tongues tongues of fire is going to sit on them and then the Holy Ghost is moving on them and filling them and they're going to speak with their tongues other tongues yes. and people are going to hear them in their tongues somebody say tongs. tongues 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 <laughs> <laughs> says, brother Keith some people are not comfortable with all that well I'm sorry but I'm reading the Bible yes can't apologize for the Bible. (laughs) If you did, what kind of preacher are you? No, no, listen. Tongues are distinctive of this uh, age in which we live, the church age. This is the Holy Ghost age. This is the church age. All of these other manifestations of the Spirit you can find in the Old Testament. Working the miracles. You can find discerning of spirits, word of knowledge. You can see them. But not this. This began here. This is something unique to us. Ha <laughs> ha! The last days bunch, the church bunch. And if you fully identify with the church as it began, then you have to fully identify with tongues. Tongues. They spoke in other tongues. Amen. Say it out loud, they spoke in other tongues. In other tongues. And, so do, we. and so, so do we. If we've got the same spirit they had, we ought to have some of the same manifestations right. that they had. Right. We ought to have the same help they had. And the more you learn about tongues, you see what a help it is. What a supernatural ability to build yourself up, to pray. To pray out mysteries, to pray out the will of God, because otherwise, if you don't pray in tongues, the only praying you have is limited to your understanding, which is severely limited. Don't care who you are, how smart you think you are, how many understand compared to what God knows. And I know, you know, there were times before I was filled with the Spirit. Love, God. I'd pray. I knew something needed to happen in my life, and I'm hungry for God. I know if something's not right, I can't tell what it is. Didn't know at the time, but I found out since then it was a call on our life. Something we were supposed to do in Him. Didn't know that. But I'd try to pray with my understanding. I'd pray everything I could think of to pray in five minutes. And then say it again for another 30 times. Just keep repeating myself. And yet you knew you weren't touching it. You knew you weren't getting it out. Until glory to God. begin to speak in other tongues. And then you touch it. You touch what you couldn't touch with your mind. You express what you didn't know how to say. Oh come on. Can you say Amen. Well what good does it do? I'm trying to explain it to you right now. They had a supernatural means of building their self up spiritually, of praying out the mysteries, divine mysteries and will of God. Do you need this as much as they needed that then? Yes. Certainly you do. Does everybody need it? Yes. Certainly everybody needs it. That's why it's available to everybody. Everybody. The Spirit of God... These tongues of fire appeared like as a fire set upon each of them. Can the Holy Ghost sit on you? You want him to sit on you? Yeah, you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm telling you, he can get in the car with you. I've had him do it to me. Glory to God. Now, when he does, you don't have to ask somebody, is he here? You don't have to ask anybody. I said, "Well, what? I thought the Holy Ghost is with us always. He is, but not always in manifestation to the same degree. He can be in you, and you don't sense him at all. And yet, I've had him come get into bed with me. I mean, come on me, lay there and cry tears of joy, and shout. I remember I was in Georgia one time, in a meeting, got to be I, I got stirred up about something in the Word. Saw something I'd never seen before. I got so excited." I praised God. There, by myself, right by myself. I praised God, praised God. I got up and kind of moved around the bed a little bit. And then I laid down. I thought, man, it's late. I got to get up early in the morning. It's 2 o'clock. I had to get up. So I'm laying there trying to sleep. And I got excited. And I thought, God, you are so good. Ooh, you are so good. And he come got in the bed with me. I thought, oh, God, glory to God. I got up. I run around the bed <laughs> by myself. Ain't nobody there to see me. <laughs> And I thought, glory to God. And so I calmed down a little bit, laid back down in the bed. It's 3 o'clock now, you know, so I'm thinking, and i got to go to sleep. i got to get up in the morning. And I got to lay in there going, God, you're so good. Oh, you're so good. And the more you say it, he manifests himself to you. I got excited. I got third time, got out of the bed, run around it again. I just by myself. <laughs> Somebody said, why would you do such a thing? Some things is better felt than told. If, if you ain't been there. Don't knock it, but I'm telling you, God is real. The Holy Ghost is real, and He sat on these guys, didn't He? He sat on them. He sat on them. How many understand? If I came to your chair right now and sat on you, would you know it? (laughs) Well, wonder if the Holy Ghost came and sat on you, would you know it? Yes. Do you want Him to? Say it out loud, Holy Spirit. Sit on me anytime. 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 What are you saying? Manifest yourself to me. Manifest your presence to me. Manifest yourself in my house, in my in my car, anywhere. Anytime. I respect you. I want you. I desire you. I'm hungry for you. Glory to God. It's already begun. There's people right here in this room. It's already begun, especially in the next few days. You're going to have stronger manifestations of the presence of God than you've had before now. Because you're beginning to desire it. You're beginning to be hungry. And those that hunger and thirst after these things, they're the ones that will be filled. These are the righteousness, right things of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Verse 3, there appeared to them cloven tongues like as of fire, and sat upon each of them. Verse 4, read it out loud with me. And they were all, how many of them? All. How many of them? All. Who must this be for? All. If it was just a sign, it wasn't necessary for it to happen to all of them. It could have been a sign just happening to Peter. Or two or three of them, right? Right? All they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began. Now let's just stop right here. Who began? They all begin to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Who began to speak with other tongues? They did. They all did. who did the speaking? They did. Didn't say the Holy Ghost spoke. They spoke as he gave them utterance. Now, all this is significant. Reason I take time to say it, because this is what's keeping a lot of folks from speaking in tongues. Yes, sir. They think the Holy Ghost is just going to take them over and make them speak and speak through them apart from them. Just kind of take them over. It's not how it works. When you're, and the reason I know it so well is because I messed up in this area. There were years. I tried to get filled with the Spirit unsuccessfully through ignorance. And I'd even say, I'd tell people, well, if you ever hear me speaking in tongues, it won't be me. (laughs) Thought I was, I don't know what I thought. But I was wrong. Because if they ever hear you speaking in tongues, well, it ain't me speaking in tongues, it's you. It ain't your brother. It ain't your sister. And if you don't speak in tongues, you never will. Well, no, I mean, I want the Holy Ghost. You mean you want the Holy Ghost to get filled with the Holy Ghost? (laughs) No, no, I want him to do the talking. That's not what it says. He doesn't do the talking. You do the talking. You have to use your lips, your tongue, your vocal cords, just like when you're speaking a known language. You have to speak, and if you don't speak, you won't speak. The difference is, it's not coming out of your understanding. The utterance is coming out of your insides. The utterance comes from him. Read it again. Verse 4. What happened? They were all all filled with the Holy Ghost and began, began... Who began? Who began? They all began to speak with other tongues... As the Spirit gave them utterance. They're doing the speaking. He's given the utterance. Tell me one more time. Who's doing the speaking? They are. they are. The fact that they're speaking is not supernatural. The supernatural part is where the utterance is coming from. Now, he goes on to say... They were dwelling at Jerusalem Jews, devout men out of every nation under heaven. And when this was noised abroad, the multitude came together and were confounded, because every man heard them speak in his own language. This is a sign. They were all amazed, and they marveled. They said one to another, Behold, are not all these which speak Galileans? And how hear we every man in our own tongue wherein we were born? Actually, the Greek word for tongue there is dialect. Dialect. They weren't just hearing languages. They were hearing the various dialects of the specific languages. These people out there in the street are hearing them like they grew up in their country. And these people don't know a word of what they're saying. Somebody say supernatural. Supernatural. And it said... How do we hear every man in our own tongue, our dialect, wherein we were born? Parthians, Medes, Elamites, dwellers in Mesopotamia, in Judea, Cappadocia, Pontus, Asia, Phrygia, Pamphylia, in Egypt, parts of Libya, about Cyrene, strangers of Rome, Jews, proselytes, Cretes, Arabians. How many languages is that? Huh? <laughs> then we know why 1 Corinthians 12 says divers kinds. Different kinds of tongues are languages and first Corinthians 13 says if I speak in the tongues uh, plural of men plural and angels plural it is possible for you or me to speak in any language a man has ever spoken and to speak in languages men don't speak languages angels speak true or not So now let let me talk about this. I know one of the first times I spoke in tongues, like I said, it took me entirely too long. It took me, (laughs) Phyllis knows, oh man, what was it, two or three years or more, which is sad because it shouldn't take this long to be filled with the Spirit and speak in tongues, but I was too heady. And I kept saying, well, now if you ever hear me speak, it won't be me. And as long as I believed that, I never did. And uh, then another thing was, I had heard other people talk about their experiences. And I focused too much on that. Because Sister So-and-so in the church, when she got filled, she rolled under the pew. And saw a bright light. (laughs) And Brother So-and-so, when he got filled... He sang songs, you know, different songs and tongues for 30 minutes, you know. And I'm looking for something spectacular. And yet that's not what the Bible said. For instance, in Mark, it said these signs will follow them that believe. Among other things, in my name, they will speak with new tongues. People may have different experiences, but don't focus on that. Focus on believing you receive and yielding and speaking. Who said it had to be fireworks going off? Hmm? That's people just assume all that stuff. And I was doing that. And one day, thank God, I finally got a hold of a book by Brother Kenneth Hagin. I didn't know him. We'd never been to Raymond at that time. And, and I read it. What, Seven Steps, How to Receive the Holy Ghost, Holy Spirit? I read it. And when I got through reading it, I thought, nah, can't be that easy. <laughs> of course, if it is, all this stuff I've been doing for three years Totally unnecessary. <laughs> and that's what a lot of people don't want to admit, you know. Well, I did this. I was prayed for. I tried and I didn't speak, so it must not be from me. Absolutely not. All it proves is that you didn't receive. Right. Well, so-and-so prayed for me and they're a good brother. It means nothing. <laughs> it's still God's will for you. Same as any other thing in the Bible. And so finally, I, I know it was the Holy Ghost, came up in me, well, you've tried everything else. And I had. They told me, if you shave off that mustache, God will feed you with the Holy Ghost. So I shaved it off. <laughs> well, if you'll wear long sleeves, I tried that. Well, if you'll do this, well, if you'll quit that. Well, if you'll start this, well, I tried it. No Holy Ghost. <laughs> That's what the Lord was saying to me. You've tried everything else. Why wouldn't you do this? Because he said, ask the Father to fill you with the Holy Spirit and by faith speak. Everybody say, By faith. By Come on now, by faith, faith, speak. speak. And that's the thing. The reason people don't speak in tongues is not because it's not for them. It's not because they don't have enough information. It's a lack of faith. You speak by faith. What am I going to say? You don't know. (laughs) How am I going to say it? You don't know that either. How does it work? You don't know. How am I going to say something? And I don't know what I'm going to say. By faith. Yes. By faith. By faith. Somebody say, by faith. by faith. By faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, evidence of things not seen. So I did. I just, I said, okay, all right. I stood up in our little 1969 Marriott mobile home with no insulation, with the red shag carpet. And genuine imitation leather couch. <laughs> it was well used before we got it. And uh, I stood up there by myself. In that little book. I said. Lord I ask you to fill me with the Holy Spirit. I'm a child of yours. You said if we'd ask you'd give. I ask. I believe I receive. Thank you for giving me utterance in a new tongue. And by faith I speak. Prolong from sang de galabadi. Den Chini. And then I stopped and said, nah, nah, nah. (laughs) I ain't seeing no bright lights. I ain't feeling anything. And that just sounds like gibberish to me. Now, the reason I said all that is this. Have you heard all languages that men have ever spoken? Have you ever heard some languages that didn't sound like a language to you? Oh, I have. You're thinking, that's a language? What about the languages of angels? How would you know what that sounded like? So what's my point? You are not qualified at all to judge what's coming out of your mouth to say if it is or is not a language. Are you all with me now? So what do I do? You just speak. So I read the book some more and he talked about when you're praying, what good does it do? When you're speaking in an unknown tongue, you're speaking mysteries to God. You build yourself up. Do it by faith. By faith. Thank God for the message of faith. By faith. We ought to know that how you get born again. Everything in the Christian walk is by faith. You don't wait till you feel everything amazing and then you're going to say, I confess Jesus as Lord. You do it first. Then you begin to see the results. It's that way in every area of life. And so the more I did, the better the flow was. And thank God, you know, been doing this ever since. Now, go back to First Corinthians 12, uh, 14 rather, 14. We're talking about the speaking in tongues, interpretation of tongues, and prophecy. Do we desire these things? Yes. Hmm? Then we ought to know what we're desiring. And the more we know about them, the more it will make us desire them. How many understand God is so good, the more you know about him, the more you want to know about him. Is that right? He is good. And that's the way all these things are of him. These things are from him. The reason people don't want them is because they they're completely ignorant of them, like he said, don't be. And the more you find out about them, the more you desire them. Now, in First um, Corinthians 14, like we said, this whole chapter is devoted to this. Let's begin reading. Follow after love, charity. And desire spiritual gifts. There it is again. How many times have we seen this? Desire them. Must this be a part of them happening in our life? Is there a connection between how much we want them and them happening? Got to be. If it didn't matter, he wouldn't be telling us every other chapter, desire these. If it didn't matter, if it didn't play any part in it. But it does. Desire spiritual gifts, but rather are particularly that you may prophesy. This must be important. Let me give you a quick example of prophecy. You and I just got through reading in the scriptures about uh, Jeroboam and Rehoboam. Anybody remember that? If you don't, just look straight ahead and be quiet. (laughs) Say it out loud to everybody everybody at Faith Life Church. Reads their, reads their chapter every day, every day. Monday, through Monday through Friday. Now, if you've got behind, well, you know, get caught up, or if you're so far behind you don't know what to do, well, just start where we are now, and but don't quit. Don't quit. And uh, we saw that uh, who was it? Rehoboam, Solomon's son, came into power, and then Jeroboam led Israel off separately, and that's when Judah and Israel split. And right after that, that uh, uh, under Rehoboam, Judah gathered the armies together and he's going to go and fight with Israel. Now think about this. And it said, a man of God came out and prophesied and said, do not go out and fight because this thing is from the Lord. And they turned around and went home. A whole war didn't happen because of one prophecy. Are y'all listening now? Could God still do that today? Is this valuable? Is this precious and powerful? You, you see that happen more than once in the scriptures. It said a man of God came and he prophesied. What that means God spoke through him. And the people heard it and heeded it, and it changed history. It averted things. It changed things. How many people's lives were spared that day? (laughs) How many homes spared? Protected. People got to keep their husbands and daddies, et cetera, et cetera. Somebody say "One one prophecy. One prophecy. One prophecy. Changed nations. Could it still happen today? Yes, sir. Could one prophecy change your life yes. individually? Yes. That's why we ought to desire them and be hungry for them. Now, some people have gotten a hold of a little bit of what we're talking about. And as a result, they just started prophesying to everybody all the time about everything. And a lot of it wasn't God. It was just them. And mistakes were made. And people were hurt. And so then people get in one ditch or the other. They either all they want to do is prophesy to each other. Or they don't want to have anything to do with it. But let's get in the middle of the road. I said let's get in the middle of the road. With the rightly divided word of the Lord. The Bible said don't despise prophesying. Why would he have to say that? Because there's enough people missing it. That you could get that way. And when somebody piped up and said. Thus saith the Lord. You could go. Oh no. Not again. Here we go again. (laughs) Bible said don't do that. Don't despise it. Why? Because this time it might be God. (laughs) Right? (laughs) And yet. The scripture tells us specifically. To judge prophecies. We are supposed to. We're not just supposed to. Just because somebody said. Thus saith the Lord. We're not supposed to go. Oh well that was God. Mm-mm. We're supposed to judge them. Whether it's me prophesying, you prophesying, anybody. You're supposed to judge it. Somebody say all prophecies, all prophecies are, to be are to be judged. What do you mean judged? Whether it was God or not. Say, well, it's the Holy Ghost talking through me. You're not going to. Yeah, but it ain't all him. It's coming through you. And even if it was him, you could still mess it up. That's why it's got to be judged. If it was all him, there wouldn't be any scripture in here about judging it. No, sir. And yet the Bible says to... Boy, this is big. First Corinthians uh, 14. Let's keep reading. He said, desire spiritual gifts rather that you may prophesy. He that speaks in an unknown tongue speaks not unto men... But unto God, for no man understands him, howbeit in the Spirit he speaks mysteries. How many understand, if this is not for all the successive generations after the Acts record, why would this be in the Bible? Why would it need to be here? This is for us. What good does it do to talk in tongues? You're speaking directly to God. What good does it do to speak in tongues? You are speaking in the Spirit mysteries. Mysteries. Divine mystery. What is a mystery? Something you don't know. Something other people don't know. Something the devil don't know. I think really part of this that God does through prayer and through other things is uh, He wants things prayed out. But he don't want to show his hand to the enemy. And you and I can just pray all kind of things about the plan of God. Never even know what we prayed about. And the devil never even know. You know, for three years, particularly before Phyllis and I moved here, we did a lot of praying. (laughs) A lot of praying. Because, boy, something was working in us. And we knew we were supposed to come off the road from helping the Hagans. And, man, we'd done that for two decades. And that was our life. And... You need to know you've heard from God. And then there were some things, just at the last part of it, came up about Branson. We hadn't thought about Branson. It's not like it was a lifelong desire. And we thought, what? And man, it happened so quickly. We got here, boom, boom, boom. Next thing you know, we got a church full of hundreds of people. Just, just like add water and pew, instant church. <laughs> instant church. I was telling a brother of mine right after some of the things happened, you know, God gave us the property and the church grew so fast and the money came in so quick and we were eating. And after we were eating a few minutes, we would on another subject. He laid his fork down. He said, Brother Keith, that's got to be God. I said, yeah, it's got to be God. Has to be. We couldn't have done it. God. And I was talking to Brother Kenneth Copeland about it one time. Actually, on the broadcast, it came out. Uh, it was aired. And uh, he looked at me across the table. He said, Keith. He said, I think y'all were there before the devil even knew what was going on. God kept it a secret. Yes. And it just happened so quick. The devil, what can he do to keep it from happening? He didn't know what was going to happen. He's like, where did that church come from? <laughs> the devil doesn't know everything. That's right. And yet, through us and through a number of other people, I'm sure... God was praying it out, speaking it out. We were asking him to do things that would allow it to happen and didn't even know it. Come on now, are y'all with me or not? What value is there in speaking in tongues? Well, how about that? Is that valuable or not? In your own personal life, it's exactly the same thing. What do you do? You know it's not right. You're not satisfied with the way things are. You know God's got more for you. And you've prayed everything you know in your head. And you're not satisfied. What do you do? It's time to talk in tongues. (laughs) Talk in tongues. Talk in tongues. Say, God, help me to pray. I don't know what to pray. I've run out of gas here. I'm at my end of my understanding. How can you pray about the future? How can you pray about the future plan of God that you don't know what it is? And all these different things. How can you pray divine mysteries? Only one way. By faith in other tongues. Can you say amen? Amen. By faith. And so you pray. When you're speaking in an unknown tongue, unknown to you, might be known to somebody. It's a language somebody spoke somewhere. Doesn't mean it's completely unknown. Of course, God knows it. But whether it's a language of a man, a language of an angel, you're speaking in it by faith. You're speaking to God. And no man understands it. Well, that would include you. You don't understand. You're a person. You don't understand what you're saying. But in the Spirit, you are speaking mysteries. One translation says, divine secrets. Brother Hagen, my father in faith, used to say this all the time. He'd say, uh, mysteries prayed out brings revelation. And I've seen it again and again. You may pray about something you don't know what you're praying about. And when you get up and get through, you may not still know what you're praying about. But then here it comes later on. Might be the next day. Might be the next week. But here it comes. Some light came. Some direction. Some revelation. Some favor. And a lot of times you'll have it in your spirit. That's what I was praying about. That's what I was praying about. What good does it do to speak in tongues? I'd have to talk in tongues to tell you how much good. It does. Stand on your feet, everybody. Why don't let's do some of it right now. How many believe God's got a plan for your life? Huh? How many understand you don't know what all that plan is. and You don't know what he has for you all in the future. But you know he's not surprised by you. He already knows everything that's right for you through your whole life. He's already got a whole plan and will mapped for you. But you need to ask him for it. So everybody say it right now. And you might say, well, I don't talk in tongues. How can I do this? You can do it right now by faith. It's not complicated at all. You just follow us and just jump right in. Everybody say it out loud. Father God, God, thank you you for filling us us with your Holy Spirit. Spirit. Thank you you that we can speak speak divine divine secrets, mysteries, Thank you. We can build ourselves up on the holy faith. We're asking you. Help us to ask what we need to ask, to say what we need to say about your perfect will, your perfect plan for our lives. Help us to pray. About the next steps, the next steps. We, are we are to take. The next phase. The next, phase. The next, part. The next part of what you've already planned, you've already planned. and prepared, and prepared. For, us. for us. Give us utterance, Give us utterance. In, another in another tongue to pray beyond our minds. Beyond our minds. By, faith. By faith we speak now. We speak now. Prova non goste. Leve le manda Avramba vrambar con ongso l'embrédi, me le vrenembi balasati. con noggio lovredi balassati. Bella zonde con l'ondi o jola, manzingane di galove no mare e donge, o salebare brebe di el non segonde varo, my name is Zenigo Novel and Brandigon de Vanandeo. Jolive Zag de dog Jelek Dog, Jelek nån de Gok Nang de Gok Nongye. Nambi de Esso de Venom, Bedan de Vomar and Bramonji. dog Jade or Duxidi. Evle Mangak Zan de Bononji or Dover en Brexio de Docchi. DELIGLE <inaudible> MANDI NONJO okshe, ZIDIGO DO OFIMEMBRIEM BEKDO ON NUNGE, NANGRI dog JOLOGDIVELEGLE BEKZARA OCTAPUNAVELEM BLENDE AN DAKSHA, MENGSE, BAKSHA, BONONTE, OSSILA, Ambala um, o um, tolo oscila um, o um, bembre e um, fite o um, gojo onbagne e pesce o dina annanza a pada a gozo o dina O fank malande bramare breme sulevade borin grembe di Melebrandi bala a fle bro no on sila duce li fle tocre we giga zaniganamang among divinimene ectifabradac na ang de nane. Nenke debec neandivec numong short of a Dela bremingi. De la Dela de la mania, de la Masori, bevidi, rodeschi, tenandi, kalasi, ledici, feregi. Oh, fumarin bringsa, oksa, oxa, ligdemanda oxa o sa o sa mia ti come mangia ne frin de bele libre de exade go occia nengre de na antoma a co mi a no si de ne pa a so tosha de zanema o fpar premesse thank you lord Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Listen just a moment. We'll, we'll speak some more. I had a person ask me one time. They were kind of irritated. They said, you think you can speak in tongues whenever you want to? I said, yeah, we do. He said, ah, that ain't right. Now, you can't turn the Holy Ghost off and on when you want to. I said, well, you know, he's always on. He's always on. The scripture said, what is it then? I will pray with the understanding and I'll pray with the spirit also. Could you say, I'm going to pray with my understanding right now? Could you initiate it on your own? Paul said he'd do the same thing in the spirit. He said, what is it? I will sing with the spirit. And I'll sing with the understanding also. Is he saying he can sing in the spirit just like he can sing in the understanding? He can initiate it? Certainly. The Holy Ghost is always in us. He never sleeps, He's never off. When we begin to yield, He's always ready to give us utterance. So let's sing in the spirit. Let's, well, I'm not a singer. Oh, yeah, you can sing. Everybody can sing. Every, like we say, not everybody should record, but everybody. <laughs> everybody can sing, and uh, the Scripture talks about it. So right now, let's begin to lift up our voice. Come on, lift up your voice. Everybody. Everybody. <laughs> everybody. O oh, Sheta, O oh, Marelo, Elo maso, Elo maso meia, mandala so, mandala ne, mandolo no Tere, re, diano mondo mamma reba mafe ma mafe eb mafe fe ma manpea mendano on toke eta ma Oh, oh, oh. praise my praise, my praise, my praise, my monkey shallotonea manca lo teacho mantalanea mantalanea mantalanea. Mantala, 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 neya, neya. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now we still have some folk that haven't stepped out by faith to speak. Don't feel under pressure. Don't be annoyed and upset. Just relax. Just relax. And understand, it's up to you. You have to speak by faith. And there's some people watching by internet. Uh, We had a testimony of a young man a while back in another country, on the other side of the world, sitting in a cyber cafe, looking at a computer screen, joining us by service. Got filled with the Spirit, spoke in tongues right there in the cafe. (laughs) Well, God's everywhere. So let's say it for the benefit of those that haven't yielded yet. Now listen, it's real simple. All you got to do is by faith, believe you receive, and by faith Speak. Can't be silent. Speak. Not in your known language. By faith. Don't think. Speak. Everybody close your eyes. Sit out loud. Father God. God, I ask you. you, Fill me. me With your Holy Spirit. Spirit, I believe I receive. I ask and I thank you. you for For utterance. In a new tongue. And by faith, by faith, I speak. Bola flomose. Don't think. Speak. Mandiva non de divacat. Don't even listen. Speak. Mandivado o cholote. Esse galevere mandivono ore. Mindivanando o Ivida e mesa o co de a no on. Sina Anta Ojdo Nimba Ampatanaye Epantanaye Ompantanaye Osni Maleko Livle Bararo Nembre Lofila Lofila. Lo fila monbre, nem gesa. O nontio sontio dina, asika lodiba, o stupena. Nenpakalo of debale e fire e fire e luxo o lute o sungrenane. nembresse carado. O ti de Balladeo Menzeno Mandeo toce, Malevrononde, Brevo de Gasse Manande la Docho Nese Cadogne Mantecamassa de Banici. Hallelujah. Friends, this is to be our way of life. We are tongue talkers, right? This is to be our way of life. Paul said by the Spirit. He had to give them instructions because they were messing up and making mistakes and talking in tongues when they shouldn't be and in ways they shouldn't be. We're going to get into that as the Lord will help us. We're out of time tonight. But he said in spite of that, I speak in tongues more than all of you. Well, man, if he spoke in tongues more than that bunch, he must have got up speaking in tongues and went to bed speaking in tongues. Right? And if he, the man of God that he was, with all the experiences and anointings and revelation that he had, felt that that was the way to live, how many understand we should be the same? We should be the same. And so, this is your new habit. (laughs) Instead of smoking, you can speak in tongues. (laughs) Where's my cigarettes? Just start talking in tongues. Instead of biting your nails, speak in tongues. Huh? Instead of twirling your hair, speak in tongues. What do I mean? This is a way of life. You do this in the morning, in the afternoon, in the evening. You do it every day of the week. You do it everywhere you are. Come on now. You don't have to make a spectacle of yourself. You don't have to scream in tongues and scare everybody. You can do it under your breath. You can do it inside yourself. But this is to be our way of life. Are y'all with me now? Some of us used to do it and got away from it. Some have never done this. But all of us, this is where we're going. This is going to this. We are tongue talkers, right? We are tongue talkers. What are you going to do on your way out of here? Come on now. When you're riding in your car, making your sandwich, making your bed, washing your face. Come on now. Help me out. What, What are we doing? Speaking in tongues. Speaking in tongues. Speaking in tongues. Somebody say, well, I still don't understand it. Well, don't be upset. Just keep coming. Just keep coming. Just keep listening. Like you heard me say years, I didn't get it. I thought wrong and I struggled for no reason. But, but don't be offended. Don't be upset. Just keep coming. Just keep listening. And, uh, next thing you know, you'll be a tongue talker too. Praise the Lord.